0: Five, four, three, two,
1: one. Wendy Bell. Inspiring solutions to save America. One show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, Today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find
2: that level on my graph, and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm gonna come straight down to where it intersects
1: with my round line. Now there's gonna tell me how much I have to round to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you round, the more you're gonna find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never round, You'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
3: Ah man. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. If you have not been paying attention to what's been going on in Texas... We have been. It is a total ridiculous sham show. All right. So you've got this guy, Ken Paxton, Republican. He's faced all sorts of legal troubles throughout his three terms. Either the guy is crooked or the people really want to carve him out of the way because he is not. Now, which one is it? Well, you need evidence, right? If you want to impeach somebody, if you say that they're committing a wrong, if they're guilty of something, you need to have the evidence, you go through the process, and then a jury of said peers, in this case, it would be the Assembly in Texas, they have to determine, the Senate has to determine whether or not he's going to get axed, okay? So that brings us to what is he charged with? Well, they voted 121 to 23 in the House in Texas to impeach Ken Paxton in May. And he's been kind of in this weird limbo ever since. And all sorts of piling on. He's a terrible person. He cheated on his wife. He did quid pro quo. He tried to do all this stuff. He accepted bribes, a lot of allegations, right? Now, because we are savvy consumers of fake news, and we know that Donald Trump faces 91 different charges. How serious are these? Well, let's go. Charged with abuse of public trust, unfitness for office, and also bribery. Very interesting. Now we played a few earlier in the week during the trial. A guy who was a deputy attorney general under Ken Paxton. What we got is a lot of people like Jussie Smollett who want a little time in the limelight, right? What did Jussie want? He wanted better pay. He wanted more high profile roles. It was all about Jussie. It's always all about the person who's making crap up, right? Look at me. I want you to look at me. The only way for you to look at me is for me to be the victim of something that I'm going to make up, right? So these deputy attorneys general working underneath him in some capacity say that they blew the whistle on Ken Paxton when they identified that he was doing things that were not right. And so they went to the FBI. They blew the whistle and they allege that Ken Paxton, as the attorney general of Texas, fired them in a case of retribution. That's not fair, they said. So they got eight eight dudes who are coming forward saying, oh, he's a terrible person. Really? So the case begins. The way it goes, the prosecution gets 24 hours to to do its case. The defense gets 24 hours to do its case, right? So you're now in day number nine. I think this is closing arguments started at nine this morning. And everybody has to figure out what they're doing. So what kind of evidence have they presented? They haven't. It's ridiculous. On the stand, that, that Ryan guy we played for you last week, he's, he's crying on the stand because Ken Paxton called him a rogue employee, <laughs> victim, right? Victim. All of these players, Fannie Willis is now a victim, the FBI is now a victim, hate, death threats, terrible things. No, see, we're just calling you out on your garbage because you're gumming up the process, which could actually move smoothly if you idiots would get out of the way. But this was the bombshell for me yesterday. So I'm like, what's going on with Ken Paxton? One of the allegations is one of these deputy attorney generals, attorneys general, overheard Ken Paxton talking to a guy who's a contractor who apparently got some preferential stuff from the attorney general. And in exchange for that, allegedly, this contractor did some free work for Ken Paxton in his kitchen, put in some new kitchen stuff. It's pretty nice. I've put in a kitchen. It's expensive, right? Well, yesterday on the stand... (laughs) Uh, It was proven that there has been no work done in Ken Paxton's kitchen. So one of the allegations, a quid pro quo, you do this and I'll do that, right? You scratch mine, I'll do yours, never came to fruition. So it leads us to question, what exactly is going on? What did Ken Paxton do to accept a bribe? Well, apparently there's proof that the bribery of Attorney General Ken Paxton never happened. Listen to this. The impeachment trial of Ken Paxton gets more ridiculous each day. The hearsay accusations being disproven one by one. So far, the uh, prosecutors have, have not presented any evidence. They brought this case with with no evidence. Think about that. Mr. Paxton's attorney destroys every so-called witness they have. His personal assistant, Drew Wicker, alleged that Texas donor Nate Paul funded a kitchen remodel for Paxton for political influence. During cross-examination, though, Drew Wicker admitted the kitchen remodel never took place. What did he do? And then, as a final witness, they wanted to get the woman with whom Ken Paxton allegedly had an affair. But they f- they fouled it up so bad on the prosecution, the woman didn't have time to be prepared within the parameters of hours of notice to appear so that the prosecution had to rest. That is how poorly done this case has been managed. That's how poorly managed it's been. Zero evidence presented, zero evidence of a bribe, zero anything. If If Texas, if the lawmakers there don't vote to apologize to Ken Paxton, to publicly apologize to Ken Paxton and say, yo, I'm I'm so sorry. We thought the prosecutor's office had one of something, but they don't. This is what Fannie Willis is up against. This is what Alvin Bragg is up against. This is what David Weiss is up against. This is what all of them are facing. And it's important to watch these things because the one they actually wanna take down the most obviously is the one they're most afraid of because he's the guy who's not connected to all of their fraud. Donald Trump, zero evidence. You gotta love that ladies and gentlemen. All right, I would be remiss if I didn't, if I didn't do this segment. This is the president of the United States. This is your president. This is the guy, allegedly, who has the most power on planet earth. This is the guy who has the nuclear codes. This is the man who has executive privilege, right? I just want you to hear the things that he was saying yesterday. While speaking about the the glories of Bidenomics to a crowd, I don't even care where he was. It doesn't matter. You just need to hear what he said. If this isn't racist, I don't know what is. Audio soundbite number one.
1: We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment (laughs) rate in 70 years for women now. Oh,
3: oh, you know, you dumb veterans, you black people, you Hispanics. You know, those of you who are ill-educated, you didn't go to school. We're getting jobs for these people. Aren't we great? Ew! What? Did that happen? It did. And, and you have to hear the, there's like a pin drop in there. Nobody's cheering. Nobody's excited. I think everybody's watching him going, oh, my God. What happened? Who is this guy?
1: What, do you absol- what, what could you possibly cheer for yeah, I, or clap for? I don't know. He even threw women in the at the end, too. A little bit of a microaggression, but right. we'll if let we, it go. If
3: we could throw in some other clutch categories, I haven't heard anything about... LGBTQIA plus or anything like that in a while, but it's coming. Then then here's Joe Biden. And, and again, if you've had somebody in your life who suffers with dementia, you know that this is textbook. When they just start yelling for no reason. Here you go. He's talking about prescription drug prices, trying to take some credit for r- lowering those in some capacity. And, and then he just starts yelling at people. Go.
1: You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40% less in those other countries. Same exact drug. <laughs> Made by the same exact company.
3: What the hell is that? What's going on? Does it? You know what? Everybody has like a grumpy grandpa, right? A grumpy grandpa who who yells, and you're like, Ugh. like I love. Uh, gr- get me a beer. Yeah, kid. I love. Get off my lawn. I love Gramps, but he scares the liver out of me because he's unpredictable. Because he's got dementia. <laughs> and then finally, th- there's this one. Y- you know, this is not anything to do with strength or resolve or competence or clarity or anything. This is the circle of Joe Biden's life coming around to its very conclusion where you start as a baby and you need help and you grow and become independent. And then ultimately the, st- the sun starts to set on your your years and and you need more help. Right. And then you get back almost to being that needy baby again where you need to be monitored or fed or changed or all of the this is his cycle. He acts like a child here. Is this your president? Listen.
2: Let me close with this.
1: There's a lot more I know we could talk about. I wish I had a chance to take all your questions. But I'm going to get in real trouble if I
0: do that.
3: I'm going to get in real trouble if I do that. The president of the United States has been told you cannot answer questions. Don't take questions. What? And you want to tell me that Donald Trump is only one In five national polls, beating Joe Biden, are you out of your mind? All right, don't go anywhere because (laughs) what we have on deck for you is perhaps the most epic, epic sound of the week. will blow your mind. And it's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Fake news is a very real thing. Isn't it amazing that Donald Trump invented that years ago? And it so burns the media, but it burns everybody. Everything they're serving up has been fake. It's been manufactured. It's been premeditated and calculated. It was scripted. It's so obvious. But when it's dangerous, it makes me angry. And anybody out there who wants to unilaterally say you must get the next vaccine, you must be fully up to date on a new iteration of this of this vaccine that was tested on 10 mice, 10 mice. And there's an emergency use authorization saying that you got to get it. Pay attention to the liars who share the story and push the narrative. None other than what we saw. New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Listen to this line of garbage. So it doesn't matter if you've already been vaccinated. Take no comfort in that. Thank you for getting vaccinated in the past. But that is not protecting you today. You need to know that you don't have the immunity built up over time. So, as the virus evolves, this is where our scientists and researchers and companies have to get ahead of it. The virus evolves, so must our response. So, here's the simple message, New Yorkers get the vaccine. That is the best way by far to protect yourself and those around you. Oh, my gosh. Get the vaccine. We know that the other one did not work. Make sure you get the next one. She's a robot. And you know better, Kathy. You know better. It's disgraceful. This is brilliant though. So we're gonna play this video for you. Now, those of you listening, I'm gonna describe it. The first 10 seconds of the video is a guy at the beach. How many of us have dug a hole in the sand with our kids, right? This guy digs this big hole in the sand in the beach. (laughs) it's just a dude on vacation digging and then the (laughs) then the fake news swoops in and creates a story of it this is what we've been living with for for three years okay here's the story you're gonna love this look at him he's digging wow what a hole brilliant nice and big uh-huh. Now watch. Thanks, Bernard. Now, finally, for now, a mysterious hole on a beach has caused a stir in North Dublin. A local astronomy enthusiast is hoping the crater in Port Marnock could be the aftermath of a cosmic event.
2: It's a huge, mysterious crater that looks out of this world. But is it? The unusual hole on Port Marnock Beach stopped local astrophysics enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday, and he's certain the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. As you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark on this side here, so that would have been at the angle that it came down at. And uh, it is weighty. I'm not sure if it's composition, but we're definitely going to have to find out. The striking hole soon caught the attention of passers-by, many hoping that what they're witnessing is the aftermath of a -a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event. Yeah, called Dave Digging.
3: (laughs) He's got some black rock, and he's like, look at the score. Trust the science. Follow the science. Kathy Hochul says it's safe and effective. Get it?
1: They didn't even do it with a real scientist. He's an enthusiast.
3: He's an enthusiast, right?
1: He, he's probably walking. They didn't. You couldn't see it. Was probably out of shot. He's probably walking around with a metal detector. Yes!
3: Yes, with his stupid He's got dark socks on and some flip-flops. Pulled up past he's
1: his caps. He's got calves. some
3: really big sombrero on, some glasses, and he's got he's listening intently to the <laughs> beep, 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 trying to find something on the beach. Well, he's there, most
1: certain there, that this is out of this world.
3: It's a cosmic event. Well, actually, it's, it's just Phil. He was digging a hole with his kids, but other than that.
1: Do you the, think the guy that dug the hole was sitting at home yes, going, are you serious?
2: Yes.
3: Yes, yes. But then, of course, he called and they called it death threats. I'm just saying. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. The Wendy Bell Radio Program continues right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, it's the stories that I... And I want to try to Jen Saki circle back to what I was talking about at the very beginning. It struck me this morning and you know, as I was following all of these narratives these last gasp, desperate attempts to sully the name of someone or impugn the integrity of someone by creating false allegations and then dragging them, their time and their money, through the mud, only to to finally get to the place where it can be remedied, the courts, and to find out that it was all garbage. Like, there has to be a punishment for for frivolous litig- litigation there has to be a, a punishment for people who beat their chests and try to get into the limelight to make someone else look bad who are unable to deliver what they say they have as proof it's the same way you cut down on shoplifting you don't you don't dissuade criminals by allowing them to walk into your store and And open up their backpack and clean off a shelf of whatever it is they want and then walk away. You grab them, you lock them up, and you give them hideous sentences. And that sends a ripple effect message to the community. They're not playing. It is interesting, this this idea, because I had suggested this during the early throes of COVID and I lost one of my radio jobs for this. I had said when there was a threat that Antifa or BLM or other some such left wing 'er ne'er-do-well organization was planning on destroying the faces of the presidents on Mount Rushmore. And there had been news coming out about this concerted effort that some of these leftist activists who, by the way, is anybody would anybody be surprised if if that happened? I wouldn't. And it would be devastating to us. Devastating. They were planning on repelling off of one of the faces of the presidents on, on Mount Rushmore. And I had said all it takes is one. It takes one park ranger, one police officer, one someone To take down one of those protesters, even thinking about jumping off the side of that of that mountain and causing problems to send the appropriate message. It took one individual to push back in, in during the summer of love. And what did the police do? They stood there. Do you remember the video of people coming up to the police officers with buckets of water and dumping it on top of them? They were told, stand down on purpose. Don't intervene when they try to come in and rob you. On purpose. Do not call the police and try to prosecute. On purpose. And so now you have a generation of people well, let's just say a group of people at this particular time who feel like, what the hell? I don't have to pay for it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. This stuff stops when realistic, organized people assume control of positions of power and delegate that power in appropriate fashions And have swift punishment for things that we all know are wrong. It is not a muck, running amuck, metropolis. But this is what they want us to live like. This is the strategy. This is the plan. Now, before we get into our good news story of the day, which is, it's very special. I submit to you that there is good news everywhere, every single day. And that only a very small fraction of it is ever reported so that we can enjoy it together. But I thought this one individual story was very sweet and I just want to share this with you briefly. And it's a great message because this gentleman who who acts instantly. Who's called a hero is is made to feel very uncomfortable because he's like, look, I'm I just did what people do when you care about other people which should be human nature and here's the story he says everybody is capable of being a hero a man in Seminole, florida is being praised for rescuing a driver after a serious crash early sunday according to florida highway patrol officials a drunk driver lost control of the vehicle slammed into a pole and then crashed into the second time around consignment store The local fox affiliate reported now one of the people who arrived first on the scene was this man identified as travis dupont he was on his way home from work when he spotted the crash this is this is what people do this is what we do it should be second nature and i think it is dupont knew he had to rescue the man inside the vehicle so he leapt into action Video shows the moment he stands next to the red SUV and reaches in to grab the driver. And the video is so compelling. He says, hurry, get out, get out, get out. A woman behind the camera told the pair as they struggled to get away from the car. It had flames coming from under its hood, right? They're worried it's going to blow. Seconds later, DuPont lifts the guy out of the the car, rushes him to a safe distance from the crash site, while the woman asks if anybody has a fire extinguisher. I saw this guy unconscious. I reached in. I shook him. I started yelling at him, DuPont told the, the TV station. And I said, hey, look, you got to move your legs. You've got to move your legs. Had it been like even 30 seconds too late, he would have been in those flames. No, the witness, a woman by the name of Stephanie Turo, said thinking about what she saw makes her just emotional because it was super frightening. It happens in an instant. And she adds that the driver is so fortunate to have escaped with his life. Following the rescue, DuPont said everybody has that in them, that instinct to help. I just hope that when the going gets tough and that actually happens, everybody is capable of being a hero. The driver involved was taken to the hospital, minor injuries. And apparently the driver was not charged in the incident yet. In a social media post on Wednesday, Dupont thanked everyone for their support regarding the incident. I'm glad I arrived at the right time and in the right place to help this man out of his car. Basically, that's it. And urged other people, "Just please be safe out there and obviously I don't need to tell you just do the right thing." We we live in a new cycle now where nobody seems to do the right thing. Where we're so bitterly divided. Where if it's not political sides, it's, it's what we look like. You're black, I'm white, I don't like you. That's not how it works. That's not how human nature works. And it, again, is part of the playbook. Keep people angry, miserable at each other, grumpy, and distracted and then work your ears off to, to change fundamentally the fabric of this country. Everybody has the ability to be a hero. I agree. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the actual good news story, which Brock has selected for today, which I believe is one of my all-time favorites. Brock. I need some Steve Hartman from CBS News is going to set it up beautifully, but Steve has been traveling for decades, telling good news stories. His whole strategy was that everybody has the ability to have a great story. Everybody has a story the same way everybody can be a hero. This particular iteration of the story comes with a little twist and a surprise, and it is delightful. Enjoy.
0: We stopped by Alhambra Traditional School. Do I get a hug or anything? (laughs) There's a teacher there who shows all, pretty much every on the road piece, and he uses them to teach uh, character education. Oh my God. (laughs) So we showed up there, I felt like a rock star.
2: Your storytelling has become a lesson plan.
0: It's a bigger honor than any award I've ever gotten.
2: You've been at this nearly 40 years, right? And you're like, (laughs) don't remind me. (laughs) But to have others not just recognize it as good storytelling and good journalism, but good ways to connect with humanity. And
0: that's what surprised me. I never looked at the stories that way. But now that I have a moment to reflect on it, I, yeah, it does make sense because we are going out and we're finding the most extraordinary Americans who are still very ordinary Americans. And there are lessons to be learned from these people.
3: Even though the mind doesn't remember everything, the heart remembers.
0: And I look at my job kind of as to restore faith in humanity. Because the top half of the newscast, as important as it is, you know, can really bring people down. But it's not reflective of who we are.
2: For seven years, he threw a dart over his shoulder at a map, went to the first phone booth in town when those were still around, flipped through the yellow pages, and picked a stranger to profile to prove everybody has a story.
0: And that's how even a quiet man can speak for a nation. you know, changed my life in such a profound way. And I was finding really important, relatable stories in everybody that I picked out of the phone book. How could that be? They go, wait a second, there's 300 some million people in America and you pick me out of the phone book? You know, there's a reason that this is happening.
2: Have you kept in touch with those people through the years? Have they tried to reach out to you?
0: People trust me with, like, their story and trust me to tell their story to the nation. They've been all I cared about for an entire week of my life. And there are some people I've done stories on that when I hang up the phone, I I say, I love you, and I I really do. What did that day mean to you?
2: Everything. He's logged millions of miles for his on-the-road features, and during the pandemic, had his kids co-anchor his lessons in Kindness 101. What is compassion?
0: For that, we go to my brother Emmett at
2: the dictionary desk. Emmett? Good morning, everyone. I think you've taken home every award that's possible, DuPont, Moreau, Emmys. What is your proudest
0: accolade? what i'm most proud of is that teachers show the stories in schools across the country they invite me into that sacred space and use me to teach a lesson not me the subjects of the stories that's the highest honor
2: you're so humble about it all and i have gotta ask okay so that teacher i was trolling your social a little bit is this the teacher who you that is the teacher today yeah that is he was my noon show producer Yes. Seventeen years ago. Oh, how about that? Kind of full circle yes, craziness. Yes. I'm like, well.
0: His name's Derek Brown. He is over the top. He'll show a story a day in the classroom and use it to teach a lesson. He's very eloquent about, you know, this story teaches this lesson. I haven't even thought of that, but, you know, he's, yeah, he's he's my chief librarian now. Sometimes I think I used to maybe dismiss what I do. Well, it's the last story in the newscast. You know, how important could it be? Now, now that I know that kids in classrooms are watching this, I think this may be my purpose. I think this may be you know, why I was meant to do what I do, because if kids come out of middle school or elementary school with good, strong character, they'll find love and, and happiness and friendship. And uh, I'm, along the way, hopefully they'll, they'll make the world a better place.
3: I just thought that was, ugh. You know, I love telling stories and he is among the very finest, one of these days we're going to get Steve Hartman on this program because that would be an absolute thrill for me and hopefully for you, too. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it is, ladies and gentlemen, that time of the week, Bad Joke Friday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to the program every single Friday, we end the show with the last five minutes of your terrible jokes. Now... We don't read them in advance, so you get what you get, and oftentimes our terrible delivery is part of the shtick. (laughs) Brock takes all of these at wbrbrock at gmail.com. Just so you know, if you want to get your jokes in, we're happy to have you. Are you ready to roll it? Let's go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York, and boy, my arm's tired. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. (laughs) Anywho... Welcome to the Comedy Club. will not you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday?
3: It always starts with Dr. Richard Rafferty's joke, so here it is, Doc. A husband and wife were driving down a long country road together, staying silent for miles because of an earlier conversation when they were fighting. The tension was thick in the air. As they continued along, they drove past some farm animals, some mules, goats, some pigs, and a jackass. (laughs) The husband turned to his wife, breaking the silence, and said, Do you think those could be relatives of yours? Without missing a beat, the wife responded, Absolutely, those are my (laughs) (laughs) in-laws.
1: I once was so broke, I couldn't afford to pay my electric bill. Oh, those were the darkest days of my life. Oh gosh!
3: What did the trans man? Why did the trans Ugh. man? Hey, why did the trans man only eat vegetables? Because he was a her before. Oh
1: God! <laughs> that's that is horrible.
3: That's awesome. While
1: I was in Italy, I got caught in a hailstorm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now my car is al dente.
3: Oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Do you, Linda, take David, the optometrist, to be your lawfully wedded husband, for better or worse? Better or worse? Better or worse? Come on. You know that when you're there, they're like, which one's better, A or B? One That's or what it two? means? Yes. Oh, up or down? Yes. D- better or worse? D- better or
1: worse? <laughs> 90% of bald men still own a comb. Mm-hmm. They just can't part with it. Oh, geez.
3: What do you call an elephant that does not matter? An irrelevant. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: My wife accused me of being immature. (laughs) So I threw down my crayons and told her to get out of my fort.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I accidentally used the dog's shampoo today and I'm feeling like such a good boy.
1: (laughs) Who's a good boy? (laughs) Who's a good boy? Three years ago, my doctor told me I was going deaf. Oh. I haven't heard a thing from him since.
3: A man tells his rabbi, I have a strong desire to live forever. What can I do? Get married, the rabbi says. Ah. The man asks, and I'll live forever? Rabbi replies, no,
1: but the desire will disappear. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) A man and his friend are playing golf at the local golf course one day. The first man is about to putt when he sees a long funeral procession on the road next to the course. He suddenly stops mid-putt takes off his golf cap, closes his eyes, and bows his head in prayer. His friend looks at him, bewildered and says, Wow, that was one of the most thoughtful and touching things I've ever seen. You truly are a kind man. The man then replies, (laughs) Yeah, well, we were married for 35 years.
3: (laughs) What do you call a psychic little person who's escaped from prison? A small medium at large. (laughs) (laughs)
1: sister rice a nun decided to witness the streets on one sunday in san francisco she comes across a hooker (laughs) nun rice says god wishes you for god wishes for you to be celibate Mm -hmm. a car pulls up and the hooker gets in the car and responds this is john i'm gonna i am going to celibate
3: celibate Okay, well you you ruined it, but that's okay. What What? do you call a pig that practices karate? A pork chop. A pork chop. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. What do you call a cow with three legs?
1: Something beef. Lean beef. What is this? Click 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 bang click 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 bang. What? An almost drive-by. Oh my
3: gosh! Six cows were smoking joints and playing. (laughs) into that (laughs) shizzle six cows were smoking joints and playing poker that's right the stakes were pretty high
1: (laughs) (laughs) why did the pig always get in trouble in class Hmm. because he was such a ham
3: why didn't the toilet paper cross the road
1: got stuck in a crack there you go why did the king go to the dentist Hmm. he needed his crown fixed
3: how do you organize a space party? You planet? it.
1: All right, this is my last one. Why can't ghosts fool anyone? Hmm. You can see right through them.
3: There you go. How about this? A lady about eight months pregnant got on a bus. She noticed the man opposite her was smiling at her. She immediately moved to another seat this time the smile turned into a grin so she moved again. He seemed more amused. When on the fourth move the man burst out laughing, she complained to the driver and he and he had the man arrested. The case com- came up in court. The judge asked the man, about 20 years old, what he had to say for himself and the man replied, Your Honor, it was like this. When the lady got on the bus, I couldn't help but notice her condition. She sat under a sweet sign that said the double mint twins are coming and I grinned. Then she moved and sat under a sign that said Logan's Liniment Will reduce the swelling, and I had to smile. (laughs) Then she placed herself under a deodorant sign that said, Williams bid big stick did the trick. (laughs) (laughs) And I could hardly contain myself. But, Your Honor, when she moved for the fourth time and sat under the sign that said, Goodyear rubber could have prevented this accident, (laughs) I just lost it. Case dismissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could be the best bad joke we've ever had.
3: Oh, I've got two more. What uh, when, 50, when 50 Cent got hungry, what did he do? 58. God. And what two artists equaled 45 cents, Brock? 50 Cent and Nickelback. I'll be here oh, all wow. week. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Peace.